One witch is powerful. A coven of witches is unstoppable. Want to go deeper in your craft with the support of your basic witches? Then join our coven on Patreon. We have three tantalizing tiers with ad-free episodes, shout-outs on the pod, monthly card pulls, and girl talk, where you get to connect with us one-on-two. So, are you a basic witch, boss witch, or our best witch? We can't wait to see you in the coven. Hexo, hexo. Basic witches. I mean, we're witches, <laughs> basically. Which, please, stop subconsciously hating yourself, shoulding all over yourself, and for the love of goddess, stop thinking you have to do it all on your own. This witch is haha here to help. Find me on sexandthesynchronicity.com for coaching, courses, card pulls, and deep XX exploration through erotic art. Fortune favors the bold, so be bold, be that witch, and head to sexandthesynchronicity.com. Hey witches, Leah here. You know my all-time favorite thing to talk about is manifestations, synchronicities, and going for the goals. So if you're ready to put your feminine energy in the front seat and whoa manifest some sh**, wait, are you really gonna bleep out sh**? I can't say sh**, this is my commercial. Anyway, what are you waiting for? It's can or never. Join my four-week manifestation course, buy my deck, art, and more by going to www.leahkanauer.com. L-E-A-H-K-N-A-U-E-R.com. What's up, witches? You're listening to Basic Witches. I'm Gigi Sauvage. What? <laughs> I'm Leah Kanauer. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. The artist has decided to change her name. So uh, goodbye and thank you for all you've done for the world, Rachel LaForest. I am now Gigi Sauvage and loving it. And we have an awesome guest who we know you're going to love today, Stacia Patwell. She's a comedian and a fitness enthusiast. And we talk all about integrating those parts together. She's a badass truth speaker she's so fucking cool she might say some things that you don't like and that's just something to work through yes <laughs> yes we talk all about that tough love mm -hmm. um we want to give a little extra love to some of our patrons right now who are in those top tiers we've got some shout outs for you so i'm gonna pull from the sexiest deck alive um, made by my former self, Rachel LaForest, limited edition, under that name. So, Caitlin, <laughs> let's see what the deck wants you to know. Ooh, Caitlin, relax your ass. So literally relax. That's what you need to know right now. Mm. Okay, next we've got patron Kenya. Kenya? Ooh, death and rebirth. So this message is coming to you at a time when you need to hear it, probably to focus on the rebirth. So whatever's dying in your life right now, there's something good coming to follow it. Okay, Ruby, our best witch. 
Rock out with your cock out. Oh, I love this card. It's all about confidence. This is a card to flaunt something you love about yourself unabashedly and unashamed. So Ruby, mm. rock out with your cock out. Um, and last but certainly not least are one of our OGs, patron Venus. Ooh, dress to impress yourself. I love how I'm like, ooh, at each one. The deck is new. I'm very excited. Yeah. So Venus, dress to impress yourself. That could be lingerie or that could be a, an outward thing that other people will see too, but just something that makes you feel good wearing it. That's what the cards want you to know. Mm, and speaking of feeling good, that's what this episode is all about. So why don't you pop in your earbuds, take yourself for a little walk or run, move your body while you listen to this one, and enjoy Stacia Patwell. Stacia, we're so glad to have you here. Divine timing. Mm-hmm. How are I'm you today? What's going on? I'm good. I'm good. Good. I'm. I feel like the weekend was definitely not restful at all, but mm. with like Thanksgiving and everything. But oh, yeah. I'm good. I'm excited to talk to you guys. I taught class already this morning, so I'm all revved up and ready to. <laughs> I'm like, I'm yes, guys. <laughs> I love it. Well, I don't even know if you know this. I took your class at the beginning of quarantine. You did. Um, you kicked my ass, yes. And then and you, you never were... came back. <laughs> you never came back. Like, like, can't I do that once. again. That was enough. Um, <laughs> my place is like so small that it's really hard for me to work out in here. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, why. Yeah, yeah. But you were so funny and so badass. And I'm curious, did School of Thought come from the quarantine or were you already yeah. teaching? Well, wow. I, was, I was a trainer before COVID, BC, oh, <laughs> before COVID, okay. I was uh-huh. a trainer during the day and I did stand up at night and that's just, you know, what I was doing. And then I, I had taught spin for like years and years um, and had taken a long break, but I, I um, right when quarantine started, one of the girl, one of the girls who used to take my spin class was like, you should teach a Zoom class and like, we'll just like work out with you. And I was like, that is so lame. I literally will <laughs> never do that. Like, thanks for thinking that that's cute, but like, no way. And then a couple of days later, I was talking to Lara Bites and Nicole Amy Schreiber. And we were, I think we were just like face, the three of us were like FaceTiming and, you know, we were all kind of, they were kind of like, oh, I feel so great. You know, this was like a couple of weeks into quarantine, right? So everything was closed. Everyone was like starting to just eat everything. You know, we were like, what is happening? And, mm-hmm. and they were like, why don't you like, can we like do workout together? And I was like, I guys, I, this is gonna be so lame. Like, okay, I'll just run the three of us through like some squats or something. Right. Like this is, I'm not going <laughs> to teach them. This is so lame. So I was like, okay, tomorrow at 1130, it'll be the three of us on zoom. I'll put us through a little workout, whatever, whatever. And then I like opened my big mouth and invited like a bunch of other comedian <laughs> friends, like all girls. But I was like, fuck it. Like, we'll just break, you know. So I invited yeah. a, a few other girls. And then the first class, there was like 25 of us. There was like a lot of us. And it was literally, I would say, 80% like comedians from the comedy store, really yeah. felt like. Um, and the first class was like so fun. It like went great. And I was like, oh, 
okay, maybe this isn't like so lame. I mean, it was like a little lame, but maybe it's like, so I was like, fuck it. We have nothing to do. I'll just do it every day. Fuck it. It's free. Let's go. And really it was also for me. Cause I'm like, well, I don't want to get fat now. Like I'm a trainer. I can't let it all go to hell cause we're shut down. Mm -hmm. Um, so we start, so I started doing it every day and it just kind of caught on you know and i was just doing it for donations like people would you know venmo me like five bucks here and there some sometimes i would make money sometimes i would it was nothing you know but i mostly did it just to keep myself accountable like so mm -hmm. i wouldn't fall to pieces and then it was ended up being like a nice way like we weirdly felt connected which is bizarre uh -huh. it's a little scary that you can feel so connected to people through zoom and cyberspace because it's like step one to like the matrix but yes whatever i mean it was like something right and then it gave me something to do every day besides like looking at my boyfriend's face you know so i was like <laughs> okay and then um i i did it that way probably for like gosh like a year which is so weird to think that like quarantine Whoa. was like years you know yeah. I taught mm -hmm. for free for like a year and it kind it caught on and then I started having like crazy transformations because people were just like stuck with it and then I um so then I was like, okay, I guess I can train people privately through Zoom too, which is, and so then I started doing more privates and then I started a group program mm -hmm. and it just kind of like, listen, I don't, it was just, it was lucky. It was lucky, you know, it was lucky. And I think also I just showed up every day, mm -hmm. you know, and, mm -hmm. and I did, I think what happens is when you do something for free, happily, Mm. eventually you start to make money at it mm. obviously that's not a rule I'm just saying you know it is a little weird for me to be like yeah COVID was the best year of my life because it like was you know <laughs> and that is a very you know not everyone wants to hear that but at the end of the day it's like I think sometimes you know people who adapt and kind of just make things work that's what is needed out of all of us now, you know, mm -hmm. um, and I just feel so <laughs> grateful that now I'm like completely self-sufficient from my laptop, like in my house, which is like crazy to me, you know, and like, yeah. you know, I lived, I lived in a studio apartment for 15 years. Like, I, you know, I've been like a broke trainer, waitress, comedian forever. And like three months ago, I moved into this huge house, like the first house I've ever lived in my life. Oh. Like, have a yard. I've never had a yard in my life. Have a big yard. Like, wow. I, you know, I yes. really feel like what I was doing forever was really trying to keep being a comedian and being a trainer separate because I didn't want people to like be like, oh, she's not a real comedian or like, oh, mm -hmm. she's not a real trainer. Like, I, so I really try to keep it separate. And then once it, I kind of just like let it all integrate. I was going to say was that like, word. Yes. yes. Yes, because that's, that's what makes you special is those two, those two sides right. meeting. I feel like that's how it was for basic witches for me. Of yeah. like, I was a spiritual person, but I was also a comedian. It never right. felt like it fit together. And it's like, oh, it does. You yeah. you are the special ingredient to like whatever. And yeah. people are looking for whatever you want to provide. Yeah, like the reason I'm successful is because the people who like me like me because of my personality when 
we're working out so they stick with it so it works so it's not like what i'm teaching is it's like at the end of the day it's like yeah exercise stop eating like shit it's like not rocket science you know what i don't have like a secret pill that you can't google right now you know Mm -hmm. i think but what i finally realized is like oh it's you know most fitness well whatever whatever but a lot of fitness instructors are like so saccharine and it's just really hard to relate to because you're like, fuck, uh-huh. I have to trick myself into liking this shit in order to have the body I want. Like, that's never going to fucking happen, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think my whole attitude of like, you don't have to like it and like you can fucking hate the whole thing. Like that's uh-huh. not, has nothing to do with it. You just have to mm-hmm. be willing. And I think that like resonate, especially for a lot of comedians who were just like, we hate everything. So it's yes. like, good luck trying to tell a comedian well, you just have to really get into it. It's like, yeah. fuck you. No, yeah. I'm, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I think, and then, you know, Lara Bites had such an amazing transformation too. And she'd never yeah. worked out in her life really. And she like stuck with my class because whatever, she just liked mm-hmm. it for whatever mm-hmm. reason. And her transformation, because obviously it just kind of came at a time when she's like about to take off, you know, and then mm-hmm. like she was on Joe Rogan and that kind of like, opened up the floodgates so mm-hmm. well your your videos on Instagram and from your class you're very like growth mindset you're like accept yourself here now and I think mm-hmm. that is what is so powerful instead of being focused on like losing weight or like mm-hmm. looking better in the future it's like no you're a badass now you're mm-hmm. strong now and I think mm-hmm. that's so beautiful but yeah it's like you already have your dream body you're already in it yeah and I it's mean, the only one you get yeah you're like you don't you're already in it (laughs) so Mm -hmm. you don't have to go get and you just have to take you know kind of unzip and let it out but um yeah at the end of the day it's um it it was like when I kind of accepted that maybe my career in comedy is not gonna look like a paid regular at the store in a Netflix Mm -hmm. special maybe it looks like my own brand and dude like a face, comedy you know? fitness special would be hilarious yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. basically what you're building <laughs> yeah I know I was thinking of like doing a bunch of videos and like shooting them in the belly room of the comedy yes. that'd be so having funny having the audience work out and, yeah. and doing your set like that's amazing <laughs> this is like I just told Leah about this uh my Ted XXX idea that I want to be the first naked Ted speaker I want to strip and talk about the importance of bodies and sexuality and desire in a Ted talk one day I don't like, think anyone's gonna fight you on that <laughs> pretty sure if that's what you want you to make it <laughs> well, likewise. <laughs> but yeah, um, there's a there's a card in my deck called accept and adapt. And it's a lot of what you're mm-hmm. talking about, how you you have to accept the reality you're in in order to adapt, just like you did with COVID yeah. and your pivot, and just like you're doing with integrating the different parts of you. I yeah. think that's that's like God, that's one of the keys because so many of us walked around for so long, not being on our own team, not accepting ourselves. And it's like, I think you probably help people get on their own team. Well, yeah. And I was not on my own team for decades. So I like get it, you know, and I also tried to keep that. I mean, this is something I really feel like I haven't learned until like a couple months ago is, you know, I was like a raging alcoholic slut, fucking hot mess 
through my 20s and still kind of a mess, but sober. And I mean, I'm about to be 39 in a couple months, you know, and until wow, I definitely thought you were like, 30. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel like I really came online yeah. until like three years ago, you know? Mm. So, and I was so ashamed of how I lived for so long because my parent, you know, I went to the best girl school in Boston. My parents are like genius academics and like, I was given every, there was no reason I shouldn't have been the next Hillary Clinton, like without like killing people. But like, you know, I really was raised for that. And then I kind of turned into this like drunk cocktail waitress, like living with the cokehead, getting woken up by the SWAT team, just like what happened, you know, and feeling so much shame. Like if I hadn't done that, if I, that, you know, I would be so much further if I had started comedy, you know, just all these like just regretting just mm. everything, you know, and I've suffered from really serious like depression my whole life and suicidal ideation. And my dad had it's like a whole disaster. And I was really just like beat myself up for all the decisions I'd made really since I was like 18. Mm-hmm. And until recently, I realized like, oh, good. I had to do all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. What would I be talking about, you know, about f- climbing out of the fucking rut if I hadn't been in the fucking rut? Yeah. So now it's like, okay, I know what it's like to want to kill yourself, be overweight, be drunk every night, be living with a cokehead, do not see a fucking way out at all, but know that somehow I'm like not living up to my potential. I now know like the, the way out so I can like hold the light up for everyone else who's over yes. there to come with me. Because at the end of the day, it's like, I can't fucking help anyone if I haven't experienced it. And I fucking experienced it. And now I'm like, oh, okay. That actually made me more legit. It didn't like ruin my chances. It literally made me who I am. So fuck it. Relate so fucking much. Um, I went to rehab when I was 19. I should have died (laughs) twice. Yeah. Yeah. And that's literally, that's literally what brought me to stand up comedy, which then I did for eight years and like built my life now. And that's what I talked about for so long in my stand up is like, I went to rehab and I was like a hot fucking mess, but now like, and I feel the same for you. It's like, I'm an example that you can choose. You make, you can make different choices and like it can get better. It really can. You guys, I have an exhibit going up in my OnlyFans this week called hot mess. That's all about how creativity is chaos. The mess is what's beautiful. Like with perfectionism, you fuck yourself out of, or shame or all those, all those control fear things, you fuck yourself out of the beauty of the mess you could go through. Like mm-hmm. we need that. And man, I just was screaming before Stacia when you were describing what, what you overcame and how, how specifically how you now see it as it was inevitable. It had to happen that mm-hmm. way. I've had the same realization about my upbringing and my poverty mindset of not coming from money and learning how to live in abundance and get over that. Now I help people see that that's possible for anyone. Like, yes. Yeah. I mean, listen, when I started making money, I've been broke my whole life, broke my whole life. Like I Mm. always knew there was never enough. There's never enough. Mm. It was always, my parents were broke teachers and I was on scholarship at the like fancy school. And like, Mm -hmm. it it was all like, even when I told my dad like six months ago, like, Oh, I made this money. You know, he goes, well, it's not going to last, you know? And it's Mm. like, dang, (laughs) fuck you. But then it's like, Oh, no. Well, no wonder I've been broke my whole, like, I know how to be broke. I am good. Like I could be broke until the cows come home. I'm good at it. You know, Mm -hmm. so like getting, 
starting to make money and living in a completely different paradigm from where I was a year ago has also been such a trip because it's, I can, I now can see when I start to slip into like, Mm -hmm. because it's not like, you know, what used to always get me mad is when people are like, Oh, more money, more problems. Like when you make money, it's like, I'm like, then you've never been poor. If you say that there's no way money, literally all my problems. Like you're so full of shit. And then I started (laughs) making money and I was like, Oh, Oh, that's true. Because (laughs) it's the, the stress about money is still there, but now it's just like on the different end of the spectrum because then you have to watch like fear of losing everything and being like, oh God, I have to have it now. I have to keep it up. And it's like, it's the same thing as being broke, except there's different zero, a different amount of zero right. bank account. It's the same mm-hmm. fucking feeling. So like now it's just been really interesting. Like uh, it's like a lot of self-coaching. Yes. Like just like kind of talking yourself off the ledge. Like, yes. Oh no my God. matter what happens, you're fine. Like, <laughs> so what if I lost everything? I know how to do that. I know how to rebuild. Who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? Oh my God. So I am, but it's really hard to like, to see the patterns. And it's like, well, of course I think all this, like I have my dad down the street going like, well, any day now you're fucked, you know? And it's like, well, he's 77 from the Bronx, Irish Italian guy, altar boy. He doesn't have a great outlook on life. It's like, of course he's (laughs) like that, you know, like, but you know, I think anyone can get out of any mindset if they make a decision to period the end. And like, if you say you can't and you're lazy as fuck you're sloppy thinking I don't care like you have to you have to want to get into yes. another mindset in order for that to happen like my dad doesn't want another mindset right like right. he's gonna be mm-hmm. a grumpy curmudgeon like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and and I, I don't I do my best with him but like I'm not gonna change his mindset at 77 mm-hmm. years old. There's, I've tried but it's not gonna happen yeah know? but but he doesn't want to right but like for other people we're like I don't understand why all this stuff it's like because you have not made a decision yes. to get out of to get out of it. Yes. Having is evidence of wanting. This comes from Existential Kink by Dr. Carolyn Elliott. What you have, you want. Aside mm-hmm. from the collective unconscious of like violence and poverty, if you, right. in your life, the patterns you are repeating, it's because mm-hmm. you want to. Yeah. If you want mm-hmm. something different, you can, you can, you have the option to do right. the work to change it. And I'm getting flustered because I'm thinking of all the people I know that aren't doing that. And it is yeah. so frustrating to oh, watch. There's, yes. there's so many people that choose suffering because it's comfortable yes. or it's all yes. they know, or they don't feel worthy of making the choice. Cause when you make the choice and say, oh, I want this. That's acknowledging the desire of wanting more and you're and allowed to want more. It is scary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be disappointed. So, mm-hmm. you know, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, and I, I've dealt with suicidal depression my whole, I mean, I, I get the whole, like, no, you don't understand. I can't get out of bed. I mm-hmm. can't. Like, I literally can't, you don't understand how, what depression is. I can't, it's like, yeah, I do get it. And at the end mm-hmm. of the day, you have to force yourself to take an action. You're never going to feel motivated to like mm-hmm. turn your life around. That's never going to fucking happen. Motivation comes after the action, which is like a fucked up system. And like, <laughs> I would not have created it that way, but mm-hmm. you have to take the action. And then the motivation comes from that action. Yes. The leap of faith. Yeah. Right. That's the yeah. scary part. That's it's mm-hmm. like fortune favors the bold. It doesn't just knock on your door. Like you have to open the door and run out or kick right. down the door. Like, I don't know. I'm going into a million metaphors, but no, I just but so feel this. Like yeah. you have to make, 
you have to make the investment. You have to take the risk. You have to take the leap of faith. Like if you want something to change. Yeah. You just have to force yourself. And that's like my whole, like, you don't have to like it. It's like, if you just listen to your feelings all the time, then I mean, if I listen to my feelings all the time, quite frankly, I'd be like, I'd be in bed right now still probably, you know, Mm -hmm. I'd be like in bed. I'd be like with my dog. I'd be like, "Hmm, maybe like I'll masturbate again. You know, like you can't just listen to your feelings because otherwise you're never going to do things that you know are good for you in the long run Mm -hmm. because that shit takes grit. And it takes like at the end of the day, like in order to fulfill your potential, like as a human being, you, you need to use your body and put your body to work. You know, your body was made to work. It was made to labor. It was made to bring fucking water from the village, fucking 50 miles away on your head. Like it was made to suffer. It was made to get tired. It was made to build, like it was made to be, you know, uncomfortable. And we now live in a society where like, if you get a little bit cold, you can like put your heater on. If you get a little bit hot, you can put your AC on. Like you can sit down, you can take a nap, you can make your coffee hotter. Like you can make everything perfect so that all day long you are just in a state of comfort forever. So wow. that makes us soft humans. It makes us Damn. soft. So in order to like actually be who we are meant to be, you have to allow yourself that discomfort that our bodies were made to to be in so when you're working hard when you're sweating when you feel like you're gonna die when you're like oh i can't do another one that is actually your true natural state that is yes. who our bodies were made to be like we're not made to sit on the couch and watch tv and like like we know that but like it's just so we're just so blessed now that now we're so mm. soft yes and it we're goes- so blessed that we're stressed yeah, yeah. <laughs> it goes to beyond the physical too it's that same capitalist bullshit of be happy all the time things buy them they make you feel better you can feel good all the time oh my god big pharma like psychoactive prescriptions and Mm -hmm. it's like the idea that we shouldn't feel pain or sadness or anger and it's like Mm -hmm. fuck no we are meant to feel the spectrum of those things yes there should be times of rest and comfort but you're right there should totally be times of discomfort and pain yeah, and and we have to learn how to like feel those things without taking it without it taking you out it's mm-hmm. like yeah yes. you want to feel depressed and you want yeah big deal like if yeah okay it will pass so like uh, yes yeah, so, you know like a feeling is not a fact yada yada now i'm not saying like you should be miserable all the day like that's not i'm not saying like just fucking be miserable all the time but it's like at a certain point you have to realize like i need to toughen up a little bit mm-hmm. like because you know you're training like I mean, I always like use the kind of end of days analogy, oh, right but now? I think it, yeah, it's current so time. weird. <laughs> but, Relatable. but yeah, but here's the thing. It's like, what if yeah. the grid goes down? What if there is a huge fucking nuclear war? What if we are meant, we have to like climb out of burning buildings and save ourselves in the bunker? Like, what if? that Mm. shit happens because it's in every movie it's in the consciousness like it is not beyond the realm of possibility so Mm. 
what are you like, are you going to just allow yourself to like rot and be comfortable until something like that happens? Or are you going to like prepare? Like, I want to be a useful member of society. I want to be the reliable one. I want to be the one where everyone's like, shit, the, the fucking world is burning. We got to get in her camp and be with her because she knows how to go collect all the firewood. She's going to climb the tree. Like you need to be useful to other people. You know, you need to be like able to save your friends, to save your family, to be the reliable one who can like survive. And to me, like, and I'm not like a crazy end of day, like doomsday person, but I do like to think of that because it's like, sometimes wanting to get hot and strong isn't enough of a reason. Sometimes you're like, fuck it. I don't even fucking care. Like whatever. I'm already fucking someone who gives a shit or like what, you know, but sometimes you have to make it bigger than you. Like what if you were in a position, God forbid, where like your strength was the thing that would or would not save your little baby nephew, like for me, like, like, what if I needed to be so physically strong one day that it depended on me to save my nephew, like train for that mm -hmm. train for that. I definitely you know? want to be in your camp when this <laughs> shit goes down. <laughs> yeah. And that's the cool thing about this school of thought now is that like, there are so many women now. It's like, we got a woman for that. You know, it's like, you need a lawyer. Oh, I got a girl for that. Oh, you need a holistic nutrition. Got a girl for that. Like, oh, you awesome. need someone to read your fucking car. Got a girl for that. You know? So that is, I think really like the best part of this is that mm. is just like, actually, I fucking hate the term like empowering other women. It's like, no, but actually doing it, but like not talking about doing it the way I just talked about doing it. But like, you know, because, you know, we're always like, right, empower other women. It's like, are you really doing that? Or are you just like talking shit about that? Right. Like, well, I think it's I mean? like, I think it's like the show versus tell, like you're showing it. You don't have to explain it. You are doing it. Yeah. Mm. And a lot of people are doing it, but I think it's just really important now to, because, you know, it's, it's not just physical strength. It's like making your own money. It's like, yeah. not have, mm -hmm. it's like being financially independent, like, okay, you want to live with a guy? Cool. Well, what happens if you break up? Like being in a place where like yes. you keep the house, yes. <laughs> you like you have all your shit, like you are fucking ready for anything that comes at you because life will continue to throw shit at you. So it's like, the cool thing about fitness is that it does teach you it it just trains you mentally to be able to deal with anything without freaking out. Cause you're like, well, this wasn't as hard as fucking the 20 Bulgarian split squats I had to Fuck. do this morning, you know? <laughs> oh my God. Bulgarian. I don't even know what that is, but it makes it sound really hard. Yeah. I know anything <laughs> Eastern block. Feels like there's like, yelling involved. Yes, yeah, yes. there is, you know, in crying. <laughs> I'm, I'm half Hungarian and we always say strong Hungarian women. Like, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. It is very Eastern. Eastern block is no yeah. joke. I love, yeah. I mean, my trainer is Lithuanian Roland and he's like, he's like great. I, I tell my girls all the time. I'm like, as much as you think I'm like an asshole to you, like trust that it comes right back to me, you know, cause I'll be like uh -huh. crying. Like I just really am not getting it. And he's like, so, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're right. You're right. So what? You're right. Lift up the weights, bitch. Keep going. Oh my God. You know? Uh -huh. This is reminding me of this moment. I, I recently watched all of the OA, which I love. Oh my God. I loved it. I was like, so good. Oh, there's two seasons. I was like, this is, this is quickly becoming my favorite show. And when I finished two seasons, I went to look up 
when the next one will be. And I saw it got canceled and they oh. called it like the most bizarre show on Netflix, et cetera. And I was like, no, oh. this show actually said something real yeah. and actually made you think. And that's why mm. it got canceled. Yeah. But anyways, it it's has a Russian storyline to part of it. And the like strong Russian dad teaches the little girl. Um, he has her go in the freezing water of a lake during winter when there's like ice on it he like cuts a hole and she has to go in and he says what's the way to beat cold what's the only way to beat the cold be colder than it and I was like goosebumps no pun intended yeah like oh yes again adapting adapting Mm -hmm. like no I'm gonna be colder than the cold so that I can breathe through this yeah that's metaphorically right damn such a good show I mean yeah that's exactly right it's like it's like have have like a hard body and a soft heart you know (laughs) tough enough (laughs) not to where you're like fuck everyone tough enough to where you're like I could protect all of you you know like Uh like to me that is really it's really important to feel and there's nothing better than like walking around in the world outside and like feeling strong strong uh-huh yeah feeling like oh i wish you would talk shit to me right now i fucking dare you <laughs> yeah like, well, it's I like always... go ahead it's like the physical embodiment of i'm taking care of myself so i can mm-hmm. take care of others yes exactly mm. yeah i yeah it's i think the more i teach the more um into it i am because like even like my dad is you know 77 about to be 70 like his body's falling apart it's just whack-a-mole at this point it's like we take care of something the other thing we gotta fit you know and it's because he doesn't take care now he's on a very strict regimen of vitamins all this shit i'm forcing because i i moved him out here from brooklyn like a year ago so now he's like i'm like no you take these like this shit doesn't work i'm like oh it doesn't because you're not walking with a cane all of a sudden so really (laughs) You know, but it's so important to like get your fitness at least like sort of in control as soon as you can, just so that when you get older and your body starts to fall apart, it's like less of a shit show. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, so many things I'm watching him go through now where I'm like, if you had just fucking done some fucking strength work, yeah. you know, you wouldn't yeah. have fallen, you know, you wouldn't, have, whatever it is. So, it's not just about like living your best life. It's also like living your best death because yeah, having your body fall to pieces and like lucky, lucky for him, I'm here and I can tell, but like if for mm-hmm. what you got to be able to let your body deteriorate with some dignity. And like, I think fitness is just the number one way to do that, mm-hmm. you know? I literally Truth. did not wear makeup today because I was like, I'm going to go for a run. I know Stacia's going to get me pumped up afterwards. <laughs> I'm going to go for a run. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, I wore so much makeup. So <laughs> yes. I worked out before um, and I have my mental workout later. I have therapy today. And <sighs> yeah, I mean, like also for the sake of of aging and yes, yes. Entropy is real. Like all things dissolve over time, but to your point, we can make it so much less like less, um, scary and less bad if we just take care of it now maintenance, like less time in the hospital, you know what I mean? Like, like your knees going, like all that shit is like really real. And when you watch it happen, it's a bummer, you know, because 
he's he's normal you know what i mean he's like us you know but then suddenly it's like your body isn't working the way you're used to it working and you know we're lucky in like that his generation you know they didn't like drink green powder and like you know do yoga and talk about their feel like we already have such a leg up in the Mm self-care part of everything true so it's just it's it's sad it's just very eye-opening to watch witches we gotta take a second out of this sexy episode about being in your body to talk about one of our new and favorite partners yoni pleasure palace yoni makes everything from sacred jade eggs to tentacle squirters that those are crystal dildos designed to make you squirt in the shape of a tentacle you heard that right it could not be more us oh yeah we have literally an amethyst tentacle dildo i mean does it get more basic witches? I know. I'm like, we don't have to talk about anything else. Let's just talk this whole time about this squirter <laughs> dildo. It's no, seriously, it's so cool though. Everything about Yoni is very intentional. Um, when you buy their products or take their classes, you get instructions on sacred arts such as squirting. Like I had never actually learned before how it was ancient and how like there's a whole, you know, practice that goes into it. And um, you can find all of that on yonipleasurepalace.com. In case that wasn't good enough, Yoni is also owned and operated by an amazing woman, Rosie Reese. She's a nude yoga teacher and a body image activist, um, also a sexual and relationship coach. So like, you know, you're getting the goods from the good people. Yes, and I love my squirt blanket. It's like this soft, cozy circle blanket. You can put it down for solo sex or for partnered sex, and it's waterproof. It's so amazing. You are going to love Yoni. So use our code BASICWITCHES for 10% off your order at yonipleasurepalace.com. That's BASICWITCHES at yonipleasurepalace.com for 10% off. Yo, yo, Yoni, you're welcome. And at the same time, we're this generation that has the option to go the completely other direction, go completely numb and turn into Mm -hmm. Wally and just slurp and watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That option is available to us. We can live our lives pretty much completely online now. We don't have to ever leave our room. Yeah. what do you what do you feel about that, Stacia? I mean, I'm glad that I'm almost in my 40s and I probably won't see the entire thing happen. <laughs> That's really what I, yeah. I mean, really, oh. like I I think I mean, but yeah, it's like we're yeah, yeah, we're on the way. There's nothing my thoughts and positive statements about it isn't gonna change the fact that it is happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like Neuralink is happening, Elon. I mean, we're going, it's happening. So yeah, I'm glad I'm probably not going to be here for a lot of it. Yeah. I, I do think there, that's like a big reason why I don't want to have a child. Too. Oh my gosh, likewise. Yeah, because yeah. I think this is a very, like my my nephew is about to turn two and, you know, his entire life, he's just seen people in masks. Yep. Yeah. I mean, imagine this oh, is how you're learning wow. how to be a human being. And you don't know right now if I'm smiling, if I'm sad, if I'm happy, you, you have yeah. no idea about what you said, how it affected me. And now we have an entire generation of kids like that. And then once they get like done with that, then they're going to be just like on their screens. Like, 
He literally yes. will be like, Cosita, Cosita. That's where he calls me Sita because oh. my name is a disaster. You know, so he'll be like, Cosita. <laughs> but it's like at two, he's picking up an iPhone going, Cosita. Like, yeah. Forget it. It's, I know. it's like crazy. I know. I, I, I hope we don't lose humanity and like empathy and. Well, we will eventually, but I, <laughs> I mean, we will, yeah. you know, because feelings do not. We're going to lose sex. We're going to lose all that stuff. It's going to be, I think everything is going to be completely like numb. Yes. We're going to lose all, everything. Uh, <laughs> I do think so. I think it'll take a long time. We don't have to okay. worry about that right now. Okay. So I don't think that's going to be like next year. I think that's going to be like <laughs> hundreds of years yeah. from now. And we're mm -hmm. just kind of like pontificating here, right? Who knows? Mm -hmm. But I do think that it is an act of rebellion to be so in your humanity and so in your body. Yes. Like, be so in your body to be making it work really fucking hard that is an act of defiance against mm. the matrix mm. or whatever because <sighs> yes you know you're turning like, me on yeah like use your muscles get stronger like fucking be like let that animal part of you be as alive as possible mm. because that's really the only i mean that's that's what we're risking losing totally yes. 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 And mm. back to when you were not talking about talking about empowering women, um, <laughs> my, one of my huge like efforts or goals with that is to, to just be an example of following all your desires without shame mm -hmm. for, especially for women, but for all people, because I think we are creatures of desire and we have these innate, and that comes from the body. It's all the body. Yeah. It's well, not the mind. Your desire is to fuck little kids. Then don't Right. Follow that desire. But here's the thing. And I don't, yeah. We do say all these. I mean, I know that was fucked up to say, but we do say all these things. But we have to remember, like, not everyone is a fucking, you know, lovely open flower like we are. Like, there yeah. are monsters on this planet who need to not follow their desires, you know? Yeah. So, like, a lot of what we're saying uh, is is sort of like, well, okay, that applies to, like, legal and moral desires. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also humanity, right? Putting yeah. rules and boundaries, that is humanity. We uh -huh. have to do that because we are animals, right? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So anyway, I interrupted you, but I no, I, I mean not say it. I don't know. That one. that kind of made me like think of the movie The Purge. And oh, like shit. I never seen that. Okay, Ooh. but you know the concept? Like they just kill everybody. Right? The concept one is for year. one day a year, there's no rules and you can do whatever oh. you want on that one day. Good luck. Oh, I'm <laughs> fucking saying in my house. Yeah. Oh yeah. The movies are no, fucked thanks. up, but they're really good. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys watch it? You watch them too? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh really? Oh yeah. Okay. So I should, I do like scary movies, but I, okay. I mean, they're, yeah, it's like, I hope, yeah. You see them? I can't handle too much like gore, but yeah, I mean, it is like the, pur right. You got to be ready for the purge. Now I'm going to start using that in all my classes. No! <laughs> Everyone's like Jesus. I can see you I'm, doing that. I'm like it's for basic witches. I'm like I yeah, thought they no, were no. positive. <laughs> or are you spiritual, Stacia? Yeah, I mean, I'm. You know, I've been in AA forever, so mm -hmm. you know, I was raised Catholic, so that's like a nightmare, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but then once I was in AA. Yeah, I and I've lived in Venice Beach for 15 years. So That'll do it's it. Like, <laughs> you know, eventually it was gonna happen. You know, yeah. but that's what I I also like to say to people is like, you know, there is a lot um, 
hippy dippy shit, there is a lot to that when it comes to your body, like talking to your fat, lovingly thanking your fat for protecting you because it's your best friend and it's there to protect you from, you know, all, all this hippy dippy shit that I do say. And I, and I tell people, I'm like, listen, I'm from Boston. My dad's from the Bronx. My mom's from Detroit. I was raised in West Philly in Boston. I have every asshole city there is, right? I'm from Philly. Can, oh, oh my God. Cool. Yeah. I was only there until I was five, but, but I'm like, if I could get behind this hippy dippy shit, right. so can you, uh-huh. you know, because like, trust me, like if my dad, we, I'm made to be like the biggest asshole, you know, my default is just like cynic, fuck everything. Like that is my a hundred percent, my default. And I have to do all this work to like, get myself like at least one or two degrees above that every day. Mm -hmm. Otherwise my life is a mess, you know? So I so relate. I think it's yeah. an East coast thing. I, yes. I didn't know where you were from, but I just had a strong feeling you're from the East coast. So to hear mm -hmm. you say, I'm like, yes. Yeah. yeah. Like every asshole city, <laughs> like it's, yes. like, it's but, um, I, I forget what I was saying. Well, about spirituality and the hippy dippy talking yeah. to the body. Mm -hmm. So I think, and I've lived on the boardwalk for 15 years. Like I live right on the ocean and I, you know, it's always just been, to me, that is like my higher power of the ocean. You know, mm. it's like, can you control the waves? No. Okay. Something else does. Maybe it's gravity. Fine. Whatever. Okay. Gravity, let gravity be your higher power then, because that is, I can't control that. You know, mm -hmm. it's clearly controlling us. So even if you don't want to call it God, use gravity, <laughs> you know, yes. and that's what they do in AA. It's like, you don't have to believe in God. You mm -hmm. have to believe in a power that's bigger than yourself. I mean, even just a group of people is more powerful than you yourself, you know? So mm -hmm. I think that sort of just like opened the door to, and I, I consider myself spiritual. I don't, I'm not as spiritual as maybe I'd like to be, mm. you know, so like I don't, like I could meditate more. I could be, I could, pr I could be more, um, uh, what's the word? Intentional, intentional with my <laughs> intentional with my spirituality I kind of just like mm. let it leak out you know and kind of touch into it when I but I think I would like to develop more of like a, a, a practice but I don't I don't have like an altar I don't like do the same thing every day you know but I'm into it and I believe mm -hmm. it you know and I know I know that there uh, you know, I do feel like I'm a part of something bigger than myself. Mm -hmm. You know, what do you think happens when our bodies fall apart and die? Hopefully, gracefully. Um, I don't know. I go back. I mean, I don't know, right? Nobody mm -hmm. knows, which no is a knows. fucking weird thing that yeah, not yeah. one of us knows. I know. Someone, somebody might be guessing and be right, but no one knows. Correct. Like, and you would think like enough smart people have died that like a couple of them would come back and be like, Hey guys, <laughs> you were right. Or you were way off, you know? Uh -huh. And that doesn't, I don't think, I mean, that doesn't to have, uh, have appeared to have happened. So I, I also like have gone down that rabbit hole of like all these little kids with their reincarnation stories. And mm -hmm. they're like, I'm John from the civil war. And you're like, Jesus Christ. I mean, that is John from the civil war, you know? <laughs> yes. But, but also it's like, you can't totally trust. I mean, who knows? I got really into Brian Weiss, like many lives, many masters, that whole like reincarnate. I mean, it's all reincarnation stuff. Okay. 
and you know he was like a psychiatrist from yale and was getting like these little kids telling crazy stories and he's like okay reincarnation is a thing for sure so sometimes if i'm in the mood i'm into that you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and other times if i'm in the mood then it's like nothing dude remember how you felt before you came out of the womb yeah me neither that's what it's mm, like you yeah know, it's it's like you know you were you don't it's nothing it's no mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. not like oh no it's like and then i have a friend who died and came back to life and he's like there's a light and all this and you're like okay maybe Wait, really they really yeah. said that yeah i mean yeah cool. so i mean you know who knows oh who i'm not fucking knows. scared about it i feel okay. like i have relinquished my fear of death i think mm-hmm. i will say the great thing about um having been pretty suicidal is that once you once I made the decision to stay on planet earth then I was like okay well if I'm gonna stay here then I'm gonna fucking play the game yeah yep you know so yep actually being that depressed and suicidal gave me a freedom for life that I was searching for the whole time so again circling back to why you have to go through something being that low being that suicidal truly wanting to take myself out and then not doing it because I didn't have the balls or whatever Mm -hmm. freed me up in a way that I just never had found before. And so now it's like, okay, yeah. So, okay. So what? Okay. So you, okay. Who? All right. Who gives a shit? Nothing means, nothing means anything, you know, like, like like everything is meaningless can depress you and make you not want to get out of bed or can make you go, yeah, fuck it. We'll just do whatever the fuck we want. As long as I don't hurt anyone. Cause who gives a shit at the end of the day, we're flying through space on a rock. No one knows why we're here. Like who fucking cares? Who cares? When I've reached my suicidally depressed lows, um, and then I, and then I remember the anti-suicide suicide pact that Leah and I have, where we're not allowed to do it, or the other one will be so mad. <laughs> I'll be so mad if you kill me. Like, I'll be so mad. I'll be literally so mad. <laughs> then I remember I come to that a very similar freeing feeling of mm-hmm. oh, fine, fine. I yeah. don't think I asked to be here, but I'm here now. Yeah. So I'm going to fucking make the most of it. And oh, actually nothing matters because I basically was at the point of just ending it all anyways. So right. if nothing so matters, I'm going to do the fuck what I want. Yeah. And, a big. yeah. and that for me, again, goes back to desire and, and just like questioning all these rules or ideas or pressures put on women and and Mm -hmm. being like no fuck that actually I'm gonna do what I want yeah and usually like I'm I'm coming to learn that usually the biggest act of like fuck you or like defiance or whatever is just becoming as dope as possible yeah (laughs) well you are super dope it's like oh really well i'm just gonna get super hot super smart super strong super spiritual fuck you you know (laughs) you know because that's yep because you know women are very powerful so yes society has no problem with them being sad and lazy and fat Mm -hmm. let's keep them fucking you know Fuck yeah. So there's nothing more like than being like, no, I'm going to be actually the best I can be. Mm. Despite, (laughs) despite 
you, mm. but whatever, just so, because that it's good for you anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there's like some listeners, when you use words like fat, like what, what do you mean? Because, you know, obviously there's lots of different body shapes. So I want to give you like a chance yes, to elaborate. But I will say right now, like I do not, I am not a fan of, you can be healthy at any size. It's a fucking lie. You can't be healthy at any size. If you have a ton of fucking fat on around your intestines, you are at risk for heart disease. You are at risk for things that will actually kill you. I think telling girls that it is okay to be very overweight is just as dangerous as telling them that they need to be anorexic. Mm. Neither one is good for you. You want to be at a normal, healthy weight where you're not at risk for diseases. This hurts people's feelings. They don't like their feelings to be hurt. I don't care. People are going to get mad that I'm saying this right now. At the I end love of the it. day, like if you can't be healthy if you are severely overweight and people who say that they're happy there and they like it. Okay. Maybe, but I also will say you're probably full of shit because <laughs> when you are actually in control of your body and feel good in your body and you have energy, you live a better life. Now, can you live a better life when you're severely overweight? Yeah, of course you can. I'm not saying you're not worthy of love. Like everyone calm the fuck down. What I'm saying is your life will significantly improve if you lose the 40 pounds that you're carrying that you shouldn't be carrying. And that is actually putting you at risk for catching COVID or something, right? Mm -hmm. And the clients I have who, who were obese and who have lost 50 pounds all across the board say, and one of them was a, a, a plus size model. And she was like, every one of us that says like, oh, we're happy with our, we're full of shit. She's like, I'm so much happier now. I was miserable in my body. I felt trapped. And yet I was making all this money being mm -hmm. overweight. So that was being celebrated. Meanwhile, I fucking feel disgusting. I have no energy. I can't, I'm losing my breath. It's like, we, that is just as fucking uh, oppressive to women as you have to be like Kate Moss. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you got to hear this. You're overweight. You're not healthy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, you're equal to everybody. We're not saying that. That's not the issue here. The issue is, I'm sorry if it hurts to hear that you're, that you, what you're doing is not actually good for your body. And you need to get up and stop eating like shit and you need to fucking move. And and I'm saddened that we've gotten to a place now where telling someone that they should be in a healthy weight range is enough to be triggered or having your mm. feelings hurt. Sometimes it's good to be a little triggered. Mm -hmm, Sometimes mm -hmm. it's good to go, oh, huh, this is making me really, hmm, that sounds like a me problem. Not a what she's saying problem. That sounds like if I'm getting so upset by someone telling me that I shouldn't be so overweight or whatever, whatever, that sounds like some, that is bothering me. I so agree that it is important to get and triggered. she gets canceled. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, no, say, no. Like, a, and I say this to my girls all the time, like a sprinkling of public shaming can be good sometimes. <laughs> Not like enough to de destroy your self-esteem, but sometimes it's like, you know what? I, I, it, I've been called chubby before. I've been called chubby many times when I was fucking 30 pounds overweight. 
that didn't feel good. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what I mean? That didn't feel good. And it's like, okay, who cares what they're saying? The bottom line is if that's making me not feel good, that means that I'm not aligned with what my body is right now. So I need to make a change, not because of what they said, but because I'm realizing what they said made me feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel good to send in your macros and steps to your accountability group in my program every night if you're fucking it up big time. Sometimes that feeling of sending something in when you know you didn't do your best, that feeling, that teeny little feeling, of, oh, fuck, like that little public shame thing is enough to where the next day you're going to do a better job because it didn't feel good to not do your best the, the day before. And mm. the public shaming is what and I'm exaggerating by saying public shaming, but like, if it was just you, it's like, yes. whatever you could feel like shit. But if you, if you, we do care what other people think we are yes. animals. Yes. And this is why it's not healthy to isolate yourself. And it's not, it, it, you do need other people. You, it is important to be in relation to others, to get triggered, to yeah. have growth. You, you can't sit in a box alone you, and correct. grow. You have to be triggered in order to grow. You have to be uncomfortable mm -hmm. in order to grow. And Does I think everyone need to be a size four. No, that's not what I'm saying. Like everyone should be at a place where when they take their clothes off and they're naked, they feel good. Yeah. And everyone that's going to be a different weight for different for bone structures. It's going to be everybody. totally yes. different for everybody. Yes. Every, like you should, my goal is for you to want to fuck with the lights on. Yeah. Yes. That, that might be a size two for you. That might be a size eight for you. Doesn't matter what it is. You're the one who's going to tell me what that is, but mm. But don't feel secretly uncomfortable with your body and then get mad at other people for saying something. You know, it's like, it's just, I just don't, um, I don't believe a lot of what people say about the mm -hmm. body positivity. I think most people are full of shit. And it's because it's much, it's way easier to go, hey, you're evil than it is to go, wow, maybe I need to get my fucking ass up in the morning and go on a fucking walk and then not eat like shit today. Like maybe mm. I need to take some responsibility for myself and they could think whatever the fuck they want, you know? But I think screaming so loud that yes, you can be happy and healthy at every way. It's like, okay, well then stop screaming. <laughs> <laughs> then why are you yelling? <laughs> then why are you fucking, why is your entire Instagram page devoted to this? It's like, mm. it's like me thinks the lady doth protest too much or whatever the fucking, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. like, okay, well then shut up about it. You know what I mean? But you're so loud about it that that is showing me that this is something that doesn't feel good to you. Mm. Right. Which is if you want to bring some everyday magic to your every day, you have to try Everyday Dose. It's a mushroom latte that is seriously so delicious. It has one third the amount of caffeine as coffee, so it doesn't make you as jittery. You have like a zen-like focus and it keeps your immune system strong. Mm, plus, it's very easy to make. You don't need any machines or mechanisms. You just literally put the powder in, which has like all good ingredients, collagen, um, neurotropics, like like all the good stuff from mushrooms in it and then add water and oat milk or whatever kind of dairy or non-dairy you like and then you have a mushroom latte that is so smooth. It really is magic and we have a magical discount for you. You're gonna get 65% off 
off your entire order. And I'm like, the thrifter in me is like, what? You can't <laughs> not. Like 65% I mean, off? it's like basically free. Yeah, <laughs> with code BASICWITCHES by going to everydaydose.com. You'll also get 20% off your, your first subscription order and 65% off your first full order. So go to everydaydose.com and use the code BASICWITCHES to get that magic in your everyday life with Everyday Dose. And I think it's like it, the picture got painted for so long in this society that if you are some physical way, it means you're bad and wrong. So it's really that emotional context that got not emotional, but like that self-worth context that got put on top of it and got so yeah. convoluted compared yeah. to, oh, why don't we all just try to be healthy and not manufacture mass-produced Twinkies and shit that is addictive. Sugar is more addictive than cocaine and like yeah. feed it to the masses and ugh. Yeah. But my problem is like, I, I don't think you, we should be telling women that you can be obese and healthy. Mm. I just, it's just not true. So mm. it's like, no one is saying don't love yourself. No one is saying that you're not worthy of love. No one is saying any of that. We're talking about health here, you know? And by the way, when you do get health, when you get healthier, usually that means you're losing fat. You do feel better because you start to fucking look better. And then that changes the way that you approach other people because now your fucking shoulders are fucking back. Your chin is up because you're like, yeah, I fucking look good. And then other people will treat you differently because of the energy you're putting off. So so suddenly your life is better and different yep. because people are not treating you badly because you're fat and they have a problem with fat people treating you badly because of how you are presenting yourself because of how you feel about yourself. Yes, so, like, that's true. People need to stop worrying about their feelings getting so hurt all the time. It's yeah, like, I'm from again, soft. Coast. My fucking feelings have been hurt my whole fucking life, you know, <laughs> and good. It's called a sense of humor, sweetie. Look it up, you know, yep. and yep. I'm just sick of this shit because it's okay. like, this is, do you want to become a robot? Because that's what we're doing. We're getting soft and we're getting like so afraid of having a feeling that we are neutering everything. And it's like, yep. it's okay to, to tease it's okay it's okay to get a rise out of, it's okay to have your feelings hurt it's like and if you don't put so much onto your feelings then you're not worried if they get hurt every once in a while obviously there's a balance I'm not saying be like emotionally crippled like my father but I'm but I'm just saying there is a balance it's like you can't let everything hurt your fucking feelings so much like that's Slash, you're, if they, you're soft. Slash, if they do, what do you do with that? Do you let it shut you down completely, or do you like do something with it? Like, then, we're then you're about. not a survivor, quite frankly, because mm -hmm. like you need to be stronger than that to to adapt and thrive in this world. Because the world is hard, you know, mm. and there uh, and your feelings will get hurt. And yeah, how about when you go to another culture? And they're not worried about your PC. Like, are you just going to fucking fall apart? And just like, you have to, it's like when people become, and I was strict vegan for three years. So, you know, whatever, do your thing. But it's like, people are like, oh my God, I couldn't have that chicken broth. It'll make me throw up. It's like, really? Then you're soft. What are you doing to your body? 
then you need to train your body to be to deal with anything if you're so fucking sensitive that if you you were to survive in the bunker when the end comes and all there was to eat is spam you're not going to eat because your tummy is going to hurt you're soft and you know what every once in a while you got to throw some cheetos in there and show your body how what to do yeah give it a little challenge you gotta know you gotta fucking you got to be able to deal with anything. That is a sign of strength. Being able to deal with anything physically, mentally, emotionally. That is yes. strength. Mm. Folding when you've had chicken broth or when someone calls you chubby or when so- it's like you are weak. You're weak. And in the old world, the strong survive, you know, mm-hmm. you need to be stronger and you need yes. to so that's my, anyway, so I know yes. I'm going to piss off pretty much probably all your viewers, but no, I, I just said, but no, this is why I love you. Your, your ability to speak your fucking mind and not, mm-hmm. not question it. You're so honest. And I, I admire it. Thank you. And I listen, my, my intention is not to, as I'm saying, it's okay if your feelings get hurt. I, my intention is not to make everyone feel bad about themselves. My, my intention is to make you realize that you actually have the power to feel good about yourself with your actions. And that if something I'm saying is making you not feel good, you have the power to change, change that. Yes. Yes. You don't have to stay overweight, like to be like, fuck you. I can be happy and healthy overweight. Like you don't, to prove a point. I feel like a lot of people stay unhealthy to like prove a point. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And I like, I appreciate your honesty. And I think that you don't none, like you don't owe an explanation, you know, but I, yeah, I, and I totally hear what you're saying about really just like offering people an idea that's different than maybe what they have heard. So I appreciate it. And tough love. It's tough love. And I guess that's the only thing that yeah. ever worked for me. So it's like, if that doesn't work for you, don't take my class. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. Said this on my Instagram, not everyone mm-hmm. does well with that. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I say right in my bio, I'm like, not for the easily offended. Cause I know mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. I am, I know that I'm a lot. Mm-hmm. Some people react well to that. Some people do not. So if listening to me makes you really stressed out, then don't fucking listen to me. You know, <laughs> you know, totally. that is the cool thing. Like move it along, find someone else who you relate to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's and okay it- for me to not be everyone's body favorite body pos- or- whatever the yeah. fucking phrase is. It's find someone else who is, if that's what you need right? I'm not for everybody at all. I'm barely for myself, you know, so I get it, (laughs) you know, but, (laughs) but but also I think that, that this, this sort of like tough love mentality actually can help a lot of people. And it helped me. So I, yes, from a place of love, like it's all from like, I want you to be better, be better. Yes. I heard recently, um, on another podcast, uh, a woman speaking about not being nice, but being kind, not aiming to be nice and people pleasing, but honesty is kind. And that yeah. might not come across as nice sometimes, but I do uh, think yeah. you're being kind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, my friends, they, 
when people call me for advice or something, they know that I am not going to sugarcoat shit. Yep. And that's why they're calling you. And they call me because they know like she's going to tell me the truth. And that Mm -hmm. that is actually the kindest thing I can do because in telling someone the truth, you are giving them the opportunity to then change something to make it better. So when you just Mm -hmm. tell someone like, oh, no, you're great, baby. Like we just accept you. It's like that doesn't help the person grow and get better. Mm hmm. Yep. I don't coddle people. Like I, mm. I find it gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm also that way again, East coast. And when I moved to yep. California, so many people thought I was like, so blunt or rude yeah. or mean. It's like, no, it's just like how I am yeah. just honest. And I, I would prefer people be honest with me. Me too. It's mm-hmm. like, I, I want people to, I want people to know if I, if I did something that upset you or if I I'll tell you something that, yeah, the, the thing you can do to show me you love me is to fucking be honest with me. So it's like, when you're not honest with someone, you're basically saying, I don't think you can handle the truth. Mm. But when you're honest right. with somebody, you're like you can handle the truth and, yes. you can, and you can make a choice to do something about it. Yes. Oh, oh, okay. You know what else tells the truth? The cards. They never lie. Oh, fine. I Um, didn't know we did this. Oh, Oh, hell yeah. I would love to pull from my deck, the sexiest deck alive for you. So these are erotic oracle cards. They're here to turn you on and help you turn the corner. What's on your mind? It can be non-sex related. It can be anything you want to ask about, or it can be just general vague um what's on my mind or Um, your heart I guess you could ask about my relationship that's oh yeah I mean hot yeah I mean (laughs) it's definitely gonna answer that right now I'll tell you okay okay I mean it's it is but you know it is we've been together okay five years and oh okay all right so we're kind of asking for we're asking the deck to make it clear for Stacia and anyone listening that is feeling a little, some staleness in a relationship, we're asking mm. for a clear message um, of spice. What do we need for spice? Okay. Let's all breathe together. New dick. Anyway, what's <laughs> Dude, that's strange. Okay. <laughs> Let's do a breath. Inhale. <sighs> we got it. We got it right here. Ooh! Oh, perfect. <laughs> Crystal queer vision. No matter your orientation, try on the lens of the queer perspective. Attempt to see the strange as familiar and the familiar as strange. Try to see things differently. Get queer with it. I see. Ooh. I took that to mean have a threesome. With Fine. someone who's queer <laughs> or yeah. 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 No, it, can be, it can be literal or it can be your interpretation. Yeah. Cool. So, okay. I love Neither that. Familiar as strange. Yes. Okay. And I love that because your relationship is so familiar. You need something to strange it. Oh my God. Yeah. And I, when you said new dick, I said, she needs that strange. <laughs> that means yeah, new yeah, dick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Holy shit. The yeah. cards don't lie. <laughs> they don't. Okay. So inspiration, baby. Inspiration. Also fun fact, China banned this card from being printed because the male nipples, they sent me a picture of it. Yeah. I ended up printing them in the U S but, um, that is so funny. They did not like these male nipples. Okay. (laughs) I just think it's It's hilarious. I I know. And I was like, okay, well, I guess it's at least sort of equal versus like free the nip in America. It's just female nipples. Like, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, that's wow. yeah, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. Fun fact. 
Oh my gosh, Stacia. I know that listeners are going to be so entranced and want to find you. Where can they find all your stuff? Um, so you can find me on my Instagram, which is at Stacia Patwell, S-T-A-S-I-A-P-A-T-W-E-L-L. I'm trademarking school of thought. So we'll have that, that Instagram handle at some point, hopefully. Um, and then my new session of thought certification starts on January 3rd. Great. So there's plenty, there's like a link in the bio, yada, yada. You can sign up for the eight week transformation starting January 3rd. Love it. Mm -hmm. And in closing, we'll do a basic blessing. This is something we're each grateful for today. Right now, any of us can start. I'm grateful that you guys had me on. It was so awesome to meet you and talk to you. I love it. It's so cool that we get to like make new friends through the matrix. (laughs) You know, such a pleasure, such a pleasure. Likewise. Um, I'm grateful for the company I found in America that was like made here in the States, eco-friendly to print these cards. I'm really grateful. I found them. Yeah. Mm. I'm grateful for my gua sha, my gua sha tool. It's like a workout for my face and it's like self-care. It's so relaxing. If you don't gua sha, I definitely. Your skin does look it. amazing. I must Thank say. Thank you. How long do you do it for? Oh, I'm um, like right here. We're just so. Ten weird. minutes. Yeah. So like, put a facial oil on first, so you don't stretch your skin. Yeah, don't do it like on. <laughs> I'm like, hello, like this. And like, no, that's not right. And then like, <laughs> hold your face. But yeah, it's so fucking relaxing, and I see the difference in my face. Like, it's yeah. tighter. It gets rid of like, it detoxes, depuffs. Mm. Yeah, it's amazing. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Stacia. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Easy witches.